Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back to Mood with Lauren Elizabeth. I'm Lauren Elizabeth, and today I'm going to be joined with Lauren from the Skinny Confidential. I'm sure you guys all know and love her from her epic podcast, Instagram page, OG blogger. She is just absolutely one of the best and biggest hustlers on the planet. She's a new mom and I just look up to her so much. We have been friends for a very long time. I have an episode on her podcast from a couple years ago before I even started a podcast and I just absolutely love following her. She's so real, raw, and unapologetically herself. So I'm so honored to have her on the podcast finally and we will be jumping into that conversation in the current mood topic section of the podcast. But first, let's jump into best mood and worst mood of the week. My best mood this week was relaxation. I literally, I think, wore the same pair of sweatpants and sweatshirt for like three days in a row when I just work 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 when I just have a bunch of stuff do and have like a lot to do that other people expect from me because obviously I technically work for myself so I'm very good at procrastinating and being very lenient with myself however I do sometimes have to do stuff for other people so when I have a bunch of that stuff to do I just go hard as fuck and then I end up getting exhausted. It's just, it's the way my body functions. Like, I, I'm, I I probably could improve in some aspects of that, but oh well. So I get super, super run down and exhausted after just like churning out all this content that's due for other people and making edits for them and having people on the podcast and Zooming and just, oh my God, life, man. But the great thing is that once I was done, like getting all that productivity done, churning out content for you guys, just making moves, I finally was able to relax. And it was my best mood because if I don't take that time for myself, I will have a mental breakdown. Like not the usual mental breakdown that happens obviously weekly by weekly, but like an actual full blown breakdown, which happens every few months in Cameron and my mom always like to point out that it's a cycle (laughs) and I shouldn't be so shocked. But truly, if I just relax and take that time to myself, I can be pretty good. I think it's so easy to associate relaxing with being lazy. I think for me especially because I am just lazy in nature, it's really easy to just be like, oh, I'm being so lazy or I'm having a lazy day. And I think just like owning it and knowing that I'm making the conscious choice to relax and I'm not going to shame myself for it later allows it to be a best mood because I know that it's something that I actually need to do for myself to be better and recharge and just allow myself that time instead of making myself feel guilty, creating a negative narrative in my mind. So just allowing myself to actually relax and know that I'm okay and I'm allowed to take that time is really, really nice. And I know that I do a good job of balancing and being able to do a little bit of both and being able to switch on and off. But I'm talking like best mood of like a few days in a row, like I said, just really spending time with myself, relaxing and having no pressure. That's when it's like a real best mood of the week. And then my worst mood, since I was kind of relaxing and alone with my own thoughts and didn't have as much do at the time, it definitely was a worse mood of kind of like, I wrote down a combination of loud thoughts and then homesickness because I think when my body wants to relax, my mind does a really good job of being like, hey, don't forget, like you have anxiety. Like, let me tell you a bunch of like negative things really quick just to like see if 
you freak out so obviously that's like a constant struggle for me and I had like a lot of just like really loud thoughts of just anxiety like I said how a best mood can easily be a worse mood if you kind of like change the narrative in your head and so I'm pretty good at like consciously recognizing that it's the monster of anxiety it's not real I can just shush it and move on with my day but I think obviously living in the time we're in still being in some sort of a lockdown it's way easier to have those thoughts become really loud so I struggled with just a couple of those days letting the thoughts get a little too loud and getting a little frustrated and as someone with anxiety I noticed that I actually get anxiety about anxiety I don't know if anyone can relate to this it's almost like I'm afraid that I'm going to be anxious or I know what it's like to be anxious so I get anxious that I'm going to feel that way which is just like so counterproductive and so self-sabotage per usual so I had to make sure to quiet my thoughts obviously like get them off my chest in therapy per usual and just kind of like let myself have that best mood and then the other part of my worst mood was the homesickness and it was just really hitting me during the relaxation because like there's nothing better than relaxing with my family sometimes I mean obviously I'm an introvert so I do need my alone time but at a certain point I'm like oh it would just be so nice to actually be doing this like at my mom's house and being able to have her make me food and just like I got so spoiled over quarantine with my family and so now it's something I miss even more because it was such a long period of time and it was in this new normal and so now I don't really know what this new normal looks like on my own whereas I've obviously lived by myself for so long. I've been independent for so long. I should know how to spend time with myself. However, I've never obviously lived throughout a pandemic and spent time with myself like this. So it's definitely a big adjustment. And I've been finding myself to be really homesick just because I miss my family so much. And it's like when there's nowhere to go and you can't really see people, like I just kind of want to be with my family. And I even like looked at flights and obviously they're so cheap. But obviously I can't go home right now even though I want to. I'm trying to figure out a way to get home at some point. It's just, oh my gosh, the anxieties of this time are just crazy. But to be specific, the thoughts being loud were my worst mood of the week. Overall, I'd say it was pretty relaxing. It was pretty chill. I found that one thing that's been very frustrating for me this week, and it's something I'm doing to myself, is I just wish it was raining, and I wish that I was, like, in a different environment. I don't know what it is, but, like, when you can't really leave your house or, like, do anything and you don't really want to do anything – being in sunny Los Angeles just honestly fucking blows. I want it to be raining outside. Like, give me a gloomy day. I want to lay in bed all day. I want to chill. And the sun is just honestly killing my vibe. It's like the opposite of seasonal depression because it's like the season is doing the opposite thing to me. But the sun is really starting to piss me off. Really, I'm starting to get some big beef with Mother Nature. And I know it's not going to rain in LA. It gets hotter around this time of the year. And it's just, it's just, it's hot, nasty out. I don't want to lay outside. I want to lay inside. And it's just, ugh. I guess this is why people move to California, but it's for some reason I'm really just doing a 180 on this whole seasonal depression thing. Moving on. Per usual, I hope that my best and worst moods of the week show you guys that we are all human. We all have emotion. We don't have to be afraid of our feelings. We don't have to let them drive the bus. We can make conscious choices on how to live our lives and what to cherish and what to really amplify with our conscious mind, not just letting our feelings drive our life and dictate our choices. And we're all going to have best and worst moods, no matter what. No one's perfect. No one's happy all the time besides serial killers. Speaking of having to communicate my loud thoughts to you guys, I'm really excited that this section of mood is brought to you by BetterHelp. That's better H-E-L-P, BetterHelp. If there's something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals, for instance me, loud thoughts, BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. There's a really broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors 
counselors if needed. It is more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily. Someone said, Margaret has been great during the time I spoke with her. She was very dedicated to helping me figure out ways to handle my situation. She provided me with resources to my issues. I would recommend her to anyone looking for someone to talk to. I truly think this is an incredible service and something I recommend to friends all the time who maybe don't have the budget for traditional therapy, don't have the time or have the fear of going and starting. Always say that therapy is like dating. So it's really great that BetterHelp understands that and allows you to switch, find the right therapist for you, especially when we can't leave our homes as much right now. This is the perfect time to start. I know we're all experiencing so many different things right now. And I truly, truly think talking to someone is right for everyone. Visit betterhelp.com mood. That's better H-E-L-P and join the over one million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. I have a special offer for you guys. My Mood listeners can get 10% off your first month when you go to betterhelp.com mood. Try it out today. For mood boosters this week, the one that I knew for sure was romantic comedies. I don't know what it is, but sometimes, even if I've seen the movie before, because like a a lot of times when you're watching movies you want to be really enthralled and like just soaked up by the screen none of those descriptors made sense but you totally understand what I'm saying or maybe you totally don't and that's honestly understandable because I don't fucking make sense when you're watching a movie you want to be engaged that's the word you want to be engaged with the screen you want to be like what happens next but no when you watch a rom-com What you want is to feel good. You want your mood to be boosted. And so sometimes when I just want to have like a girly ass night to myself, whether it's like just drinking kombucha, painting my nails, snuggling up, maybe I'm just like kind of on my iPad, but kind of want to be watching something in the background. Like if I'm scrolling furniture shopping, but want something on the TV, that's where rom-coms come in. And they just are such feel good movies. There's the ones that like make me laugh, make me cry. Ones that I can watch a million times. Like they're honestly just such a vibe. And so I had a weekend where I just all this time by myself, I didn't need to hang out with anybody I didn't feel like seeing anyone and I just wanted to like fucking veg out and watch rom-coms biggest mood booster ever I watched Pretty Woman I watched Sleepless in Seattle I watched this new movie on iTunes called uh what's it called like The Secret which it's like based off the book The Secret but like it's not like it's so weird like is it a good movie no did I love it yes it's with Katie Holmes and that really cute guy from Sweet Home Alabama you know want to know why I loved it because it was raining in the movie I want it to be raining in LA boom put on a movie with rain perfect love it that's probably what I'm going to be doing tonight I don't know what it is about rom-coms but they are the biggest mood booster for me they make me feel happy inside and so warm and fuzzy and just mm, chef's kiss the next mood booster that kind of goes hand in hand with that is couch naps and if you know me you know that I love napping and if you're napping in bed there's a slight anxiety that comes along with it of laziness and oh my god am I going to sleep too long because I'm in bed and my body's like oh it's sleepy time so what you do is you go on the couch it makes you feel like you're just what does it make you feel like it makes me feel like I'm just young again I'm so relaxed I'm just in my house it's cozy and it's just casual it's not as much of a like depressed nap when you're like on the couch you know what I mean so I had a couple couch naps this weekend and they just make me so happy because like life is still happening around me I'm not in my cave upstairs I'm not like a total sloth in bed I'm just on the couch I'm so cool like it reminds me of like being home for the holidays at my mom's house on the couch taking a nap I don't know why it's a mood booster for me ladies and gentlemen couch naps something I wanted to include that I'm not sure if it's a mood booster or like quite frankly literally the opposite Um, my boyfriend and my brother have become the two best friends that anyone could have they spend more time together more than usual with each other and not with me so they go golfing together they play xbox together they watch movies together they quite literally do everything together they sit in my room together and so I'm kind of getting to the point where I'm like this is really cute and I like it but like can you both leave me alone does that make sense it's like they're the they're the two men I love the most in my life 
I mean, not including my other brothers, but, you know, in Los Angeles. Yet they're kind of, um, they kind of need to, like, get a life. It's like, I'm kind of jealous that they're hanging out all the time without me. But at the same time, I want nothing to do with them. So I'm not really sure if it's a mood booster. I think it's a mood booster because it's really cute and sweet. And I love and I'm living for their relationship. Um, But it's not a mood booster because they tend to um, come in my room and not leave me alone. So jury's out on that, but just wanted to include it to see if um, that kind of becomes a journey for us to go on together because I'm outnumbered here, ladies. I really am. And then my last mood booster is this social media trend that I've been seeing of people just not giving any fucks. And as someone who obviously can get social media anxiety, gets um, comparing yourself syndrome, This has really been a mood booster for me because it's just kind of like validating how I feel in my life. And not that I think you should get validation from social media. Obviously, it's more so it's like, okay, like I'm not alone. I feel this way too. And there's two different things. There's the thing of me seeing people just kind of posting whatever they want in general, whether that's filler photos. I know a lot of you guys were like, what's a filler photo? Emma and I talked about it like two episodes ago on the podcast. It's where you just take a picture of something that's your vibe. It's a mood booster. It's pretty. It looks good on your feed, but it's not necessarily of you and your outfit. And it's like when you think about it back in the day, that's what Instagram was. Instagram was like just posting pictures. It wasn't like everyone being a model. And I like that's why I started Instagram. That's why I loved Instagram. Were the photos I posted back in the day questionable? Yes. But was that the point of Instagram? A hundred percent. So I've kind of been loving influencers just being like, I don't really care if this gets a lot of likes. I'm going to post it because I like it. And so I love that trend, especially since it kind of makes me feel like I can do that as well. Not that I need validation from others, but it makes me feel supported in that. The other thing that I've been seeing that is extra fabulous is the trend of girls showing themselves posing different ways and showing how much their body looks different. Jack Vanek does this on her page from the Lady Gang, and then a bunch of other bloggers do it as well. And it really just shows you and not that I didn't know this, because obviously I'm very aware that that how you pose completely changes your body. But I think it is so important for young women to be seen on social media. And not that I think we're doing this for men. However, I want to maybe make a controversial statement. I think this is really fucking important for guys to be seeing right now because I think men have unrealistic expectations of us women based on social media. And I find it to be really fucking annoying because I'm like, none of those girls look like that. And if you think they're all hot, that's grand and dandy. But I hope you realize that like no one looks like that. So like your beauty expectations of women aren't real. I hope I could, but like they're not girls. So like they don't maybe realize that as much. So I think it's like a two-parter of like, This is really great for women, especially young women, also for influencers, people that follow influencers. It makes me like, I know that people probably look and compare themselves to my page, which I I mean, I hope you don't, but it's human nature. But I'm very aware that posing is a huge thing. Like if I, I did it in the mirror this morning, I pulled my underwear up like over my hips and then I pulled it down and I was like, yeah, like th- those are two different bodies. Like one is like Instagram trendy, like Emrata, like, ooh, bathing suit. And then the other one is just like, I'm like normal girl, like totally fine. Like just not like Instagram thoughty. And so I definitely am aware of it in my real life. I'm just so glad that like people are posting this on social media so that hopefully it like reaches more people that maybe do have like a little bit of like body dysmorphia or like Instagram comparison problems and young girls thinking they need to look a certain way and just oh my god like it is just such a big mood booster finally seeing people on the same page because Instagram got so big so fast and trends started to happen and we all started conforming and now it's like finally natural is in real raw content is in and vulnerability is in and I'm not saying that like in a trendy way I'm just saying that in a way of like we're finally appreciating so much more than surface level shit and I think it is such a mood booster it makes me feel more comfortable being a part of this platform and I mean I I I know that I have a platform that maybe has a bigger following than the average person however I 
still consider myself to be the average person. So I am influenced just as much as everyone else. And seeing people participate in this trend makes me feel good just as a woman, knowing that these unrealistic beauty standards, I don't have to feel like they need to apply to me because there was a while where it did. And it was really, really tough, especially living out in Los Angeles and everyone looking the same and everyone getting all these different plastic surgeries and just like just not feeling pretty 24 seven. And so this is something that's definitely a mood booster because it makes me feel like I'm not crazy and that we're all headed in the right direction. Before we jump into my conversation with the Skinny Confidential herself, I want to talk to you guys about Athletic Greens. Athletic Greens is the all-in-one daily drink to support better health and peak performance. Because even with a balanced diet, it's difficult to cover all of your nutritional bases, of course. That's where Athletic Greens will help. Their daily drink is like a nutritional insurance for your body that's delivered straight to your door. You guys know I'm obsessed with things that show up at my door. It has this complex blend of 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sources ingredients. It's a greens powder engineered to help fill the nutritional gaps in your diet. Their daily drink improves your everyday performance by addressing the four pillars of health, energy, recovery, gut health, and immune support. Those are my jam, you guys. Those are exactly what I care most about as well. I love that the product shows up at my door, obviously, but I also love the way it tastes. And I'm just always looking for things that I can trust, but also make me feel great and are really truly filling in those gaps because I'm not going to sit here and like say I have a perfect diet every single day. It just sometimes life gets in the way. And this is at least really filling me up in all the ways I need to, or else I really, really feel run down. And it's great too, because because it's diet friendly. So whether you're like keto, paleo, vegan, dairy free or gluten free, you can drink this drink and it has less than one gram of sugar, which I love because I'm trying to cut out sugar as well. It really just increases my energy, makes my stomach feel good and just kind of upgrades my overall daily routine. It's NSF certified for sport, meaning they take their product seriously, consistently testing and audited to ensure what's on the labels actually in the pouch. When you try Athletic Greens through my podcast, they're also going to give you up to a year's supply of vitamin D3 and K2 for free. As we know, we get vitamin D from the sun and it's often recommended as important supplement by health experts, particularly in the winter months. Athletic Greens vitamin D3 slash K2 combines these essential nutrients to help support the heart, immune system, and respiratory system. So whether you're looking to boost your energy levels, support your immune system, or address gut health, now is the perfect time to try Athletic Greens for yourself. Simply visit athleticgreens.com mood to claim my special offer today and receive the free D3 slash K2 wellness bundle with your first purchase. That's up to one year supply of vitamin D as added value when you try their delicious and comprehensive daily all-in-one drink. You'd be hard-pressed to find a more comprehensive nutritional bundle anywhere else. Again, that's Athletic greens.com slash mood. Now let's jump into my girl talk with Lauren from the skinny confidential about all things being a boss and a mom and how I can be like her. Duh. I have the podcast queen herself, my absolute inspiration who one time told me I should have a podcast. And here we are. I have Lauren from the skinny confidential. Lauren, how are you? Hi, I'm so glad you have a podcast. You like needed a podcast the world needed your voice (laughs) I mean stop it I mean your podcast is literally on another level and before we dive into everything skinny confidential I need to know like what's your current mood how are you handling quarantine being a new mom what is it like my current mood is like complete opposite it's like on the spectrum like one I'm so relaxed and I've never had more time to be still and with my own thoughts and appreciate nature So there's like that mood, but then the other side is like complete utter chaos and being frazzled and like all over the place and needing to like make over my life. (laughs) I literally, I I know it's either like one second I'm good and the next second I want to like redesign my entire bedroom, which is where I'm at right now. So I totally understand, but at least I don't have a baby on my arm. So I don't know how you do it. You must like need mood boosters all the time. I mean, I look at your story and I get so much inspiration for mood boosters. You're so on top of it all the time. Like what are your current favorite mood boosters right now? Current favorite mood boosters. Okay. So I cut out coffee because postpartum was giving me such bad anxiety. Um, And I was just, I've been trying everything and anything to help with that. And so I decided to try no coffee and I've just been drinking matcha 
for the last two and a half weeks and I feel great. So that's one thing. Another thing is I did, uh, I microdosed mushrooms what? in the desert. <laughs> what the fuck? I know I got to do like a whole podcast on it. I microdosed mushrooms, um, to help with the postpartum anxiety and it seriously helped, I would say 85%. So that's a mood booster. And obviously you have to do your own research and like really, really look into, um, all the details with that. It's definitely not something that you just want to go into like as a party situation. You want to go in with an intention and like make sure that you've, you've read a lot about it. I would recommend, um, Michael Pollan's book. Uh, how to change your mind if you want to read more about that. And then another mood booster is probably my baby. She's like, she's such a bright light and has so much pure energy that she's constantly giving me, um, giving me all the good feels. Oh my God. First of all, your baby is so freaking cute. I can't like, how did you birth that creature? It's kind of insane. She's like stunning. Absolutely stunning. I'm obsessed. And my brother's going to be so excited because he's always like, would you ever do mushrooms? And I'm like, absolutely fucking not. I already hate being in the real world. Why would I want to go to a trippy land? It's not, well, it is trip. It's kind of like being on a ride at Disneyland, but not like, it's just like everything's enhanced. But the reason that I like it so much is because it takes your ego out. Mm. Like you have no ego. So you're able to have all these breakthroughs that you wouldn't have in your normal consciousness because of your ego. And I can't really explain it until you try it, but it's my husband and I have never had more profound, um, helpful conversations than we have had, you know, why doing mushrooms. So it's, it's just, it's, it's helped me break through a lot of things that are traumatic or chaotic in my life and have clarity. Oh my God. I mean, you're like, I always say you're like ahead of the next like wellness trend. Like you're trying it before anyone else is. And I was going to ask you what the next one is. And it's like, is it fucking mushrooms? Like, holy shit. I think it is mushrooms if it's done right. I think if you go to a concert and you do mushrooms, you're not going to have the experience that I'm talking about. You're going to have more of a, um, fucked up experience like you're gonna you're drunk you know there's lots of people around like I think mushrooms is like a very inward thing to just do it in nature with people you really 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 trust and have an intention I think it's incredibly healing but it's not something you can do every weekend either um I would just recommend reading that book Michael Pollan's book and you'll get like all the details Um, but it has really helped me be a more open-minded person. I just need to know where was the baby while you and Michael were doing mushrooms? Like how does that work? The baby wasn't like between us while we were doing it. The baby was was taken care of with, with the nanny, like in a completely different vicinity. (laughs) I mean, and you wonder why I say you can do it all. Like you're literally like running a business also able to like on the side, microdose mushrooms sometimes with your husband. And like the baby is still thriving and looking stunning. It's just, it's not fair, Laura. I will say though, I have a lot of help. Like I, I, and I've been really transparent about that. I do not want to be one of those influencers that lies about her night nurse or her nanny. I have a lot of help. Um, because I feel like I would rather be a hundred percent present with my daughter when I have time off than be half assing everything because I'm half checked out on my phone all the time. So for me to have help, gives me that space to be completely present with her a hundred percent when I have that time with her. A hundred percent. I feel like it's so easy, not easy, but more, it makes way more sense to ask for help when you are bringing a child into the world. But like when you, for instance, let's say are starting a business, I was thinking, you know, there are so many girls that are younger and starting out, whether it's with Instagram and YouTube. And I want to know how you started Skinny Confidential, but a big theme too is like, when did you know to expand and ask for help? So like, what has the journey been like for you just going from, was it a blog first? And now it's literally everything you could ever imagine and want for in a woman. That's you're very sweet. Um, I, I was really bad at delegating. I, I was a solopreneur when I started out, I started blogging 11 years ago. So I started out, you know, just doing whatever the fuck I wanted, whenever the fuck I wanted for, you know, my website, there was no, um, there was no answering to anyone else or leading anyone. So I started as a solopreneur totally didn't understand the art of delegation. And it was something that I've just learned along the way. Um, and I've, I know where I can be effective with my thermometer of energy and I cannot be effective 
if I don't have help in a lot of different areas. I look at help as spending money on time. And if you follow my Instagram stories, I don't care about shoes. I don't care about a handbag. Like that's not what's important to me. I value my time. So if that means having a spray tan person come to me instead of going to, to the spray tan tanning place, that's what I'm going to do. Because if I, if that gives me an extra half an hour with my daughter, an extra half an hour to work on my business, I feel like that's worth it. So Postmates, Uber, all those things I really value. And just to get back to your question, like as far as being a solopreneur, I was like doing everything, trying to do it all myself, not delegating anything. And then I had sort of like a, a blockage where I wasn't moving forward because I needed to start delegating. And once I implemented delegation, the brand started to grow and grow. Um, and I, I started it as a blog. You, you asked how I started. It was just a blog. I was in college, but I definitely knew from, from the beginning of launching it that it would turn into a multi-faceted brand. I just knew that it, I was not like one of those people that just went viral. Like it was a very slow, strategic, um, thoughtful build right. and not one's better than the other. There's definitely pros and cons of both. Um, but this has not been something that's like overnight for me. It's been, it's been, you know, day by day. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And I think too, I, I find it so interesting and just like aspirational that the stuff that you started with, you still stick with like right before we jumped on, like I'm always reading your blog posts and stuff like that. And it's, you really kind of keep your hand in everything where you started. It's not like you started with a blog and then you just like left the blog behind and then focused on Instagram. Like you, you still keep the blog up and in a time where a lot of maybe like agents or something like that would be like, Oh, you don't need a blog. Just like video content is where it's at right now. How did you decide to grow the business, but also keep what made you the skinny confidential in the beginning. Yeah. There's this book called the slight edge. I recommend everyone reads it and it's about never forgetting what made you known or successful in the first place. And that is stuck with me forever. And where my mothership is, is the blog. I started as a writer who you felt like you were talking to over happy hour. I was from, you know, 11 years ago, no one was discussing Botox and birth control and boob jobs and all these things. And I was like, I'm going to go there. So that's like what I think gave me a unique edge. And I, that is the blog. And so I always want to maintain the blog. It's very important to me because I never want to lose that slight edge in saying that you do have to, you do have to, um, pivot you know, mm. as, as a business owner. And for us, that meant going on audio. It meant uh, micro blogs on Instagram it meant definitely pivoting, but still not forgetting what the reason why I had any success in the beginning, which was the blog. So I think I'll always have the blog. I mean, I think it's like a, a big hub resource for women everywhere. Uh, I can't imagine not sticking with that. And also like, I feel sometimes when people launch something and they don't follow through with it, it, it doesn't, um, it doesn't show dedication, consistency, patience. Like I, I want to be an example of that for my audience. Yeah, no, definitely. I think that a lot of people will launch something. I was even looking into something earlier and I was like, wait, what happened to that skincare line that I thought someone like launched? I was like, wait, what? Like what's going on? And it's such like a tricky time. And I think that the reason you're so good with not only the patients is I feel like I always look to you for productivity tips and like time management. And the first thing I've even had girls on the podcast say, when I ask, Oh, how are you productive? They're like, well, you know, that skinny confidential, like time blocking time batching. And I'm like, Oh my God, if I have to hear this one more time, I'm like, am I, I don't think I'm ever going to be capable of doing it, but I need to know, like when you were in your early twenties, were you time blocking and time managing, or is this something that you've just discovered through reading and that it's stuck? Um, my husband is like, the master reader. He reads everything. What he'll do is he'll just consume all this content and he'll highlight and send me screenshots and email me and just share what he's extracted from it. It's like a juicer living with him. Like <laughs> you just like juice out everything that you need to get. So he's actually the person that recommended that I looked into the time cube. And from there, I'm like, this is such a simple, easy hack, which is like what my whole brand is built off of. And mm -hmm. it's something everyone can afford and everyone can do. And it's the, 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 the principle is so stupid. It's so simple, but by not doing it on your phone, you're not scrolling through Instagram. So it like eliminates the distraction. So as far as productivity, that again, it's been 11 years. It's something that I'm constantly practicing. I can always get better. 
But I will say that my productivity completely changed when I hired someone to be a practitioner of my calendar. So someone who was in my calendar day in and day out, literally putting in driving time, shower time. You know, I have my breath work in there. Like when I'm meditating, like everything is planned out. And obviously I don't hit it all the time. Like I would say I hit it 70% of the time. But the point is, is like to have that in front of you, hold you accountable to so much more than, than if you didn't have it. So having it color coded, having all the information in the calendar, having alarms, like all these little tiny, teeny habits really make up a big success in my opinion. Is there anything that that's similar to the time cube that maybe Michael has extracted for you and you've tried and it just like did not stick at all? Oh my God. Probably uh, I'm pretty bad with time management, which is different than time batching. Mm-hmm. I get distracted like, because I think of my, myself more as on, like on the artistic side as opposed to the, the logistics. And so I can get distracted and run over and that can make me late. And Michael has a big problem with that. So <laughs> he's always sending me tips and tricks on how to be more efficient and more on time. And um, that's something I have to work on. I always talk about like non-negotiables and stuff that it's like, no matter what, I'm doing this every day. Like it could be something as simple as a matcha latte or like a meditation. I'm totally not there on meditation yet, but is there something that you've definitely kind of deemed as a non-negotiable, even while, you know, having a new baby and being a new mom? Yeah. Non-negotiables for me are definitely have to do with my energy. So I'm really protective of my energy. I really try to practice boundaries. If something does, it feels toxic. I just, I don't want to be anywhere near it. So definitely protecting my energy and how I do that on a micro level is my wind down at night. So, you know, to get, to get very detailed, we have red light bulbs in our room. So there's no, there's no yellow light in the room. There's no blue light on my phone. I'll turn my phone to red mode. I take a really hot shower every night. Um, and we'll do like a CBD pen or CBD to wind down and then read a hard copy of a book with like a book light. Um, I, a non-negotiable is definitely reading, but, but my whole entire wind down is non-negotiable like that. My skincare routine, like just really winding myself down and, and walking myself off of being anxious and getting my cortisol under control before I go to bed is really important to me. Um, I also, in the morning, the way I start my morning is non-negotiable. Like it's, if I don't start my morning, and I, I hate to be that person that's like, if I don't start my morning, right. But it's, it's, I like the morning is so important. I do not, do not look at my phone. I will not touch my phone unless it's to play music for my daughter or start a podcast. Uh, the second I wake up, I want to, you know, inundate my brain with either music or something that's going to make me better. So something, you know, like this morning we were listening to Ed Milet and Gabby Reese. Great mm-hmm. podcast. So much value. It's such a positive way to start the morning. So, um, I'll spend like an hour and a half just with the baby, me and her, no phone, um, music podcast, make the bed. And then, um, Michael and I have been doing Wim Hof's breathing and a freezing cold shower for three minutes. And it is absolutely life-changing. They compare the 10 minutes of breathing to, uh, four hours of meditation. Oh my God. So it's very effective. You feel like you're on drugs because you're so (laughs) high with energy and the mix of the breath with the freezing cold shower just works. And what I love about it is that it really, it's a 15 minute thing, right? It's 10 minutes of breathing and then you get right in the shower and the shower's three minutes. So instead of taking a 15 minute shower, that's warm. You, you, you just shock yourself and you just realize you're also building your mental toughness muscle in your head, right? You're doing like such a hard thing in the morning. Um, and I always feel so much better when I do it. So I try to do that at least five days a week. Um, those are things that I, that I don't want to compromise for. And also I've lately, like with quarantine, I've been brutal with my time. If it's, if it's something that I don't want to do, I'm just, I just don't want it in my ether. Like Mm -hmm. it has to be something that's like a fuck yes. And not like, uh, I I don't know. I'm really trying to eliminate any of those ass. I always, you know, try to remind girls when they're like in their younger twenties to have those personal boundaries, because when, you know, you don't have like your family situation, like totally set up, you haven't found your partner, you don't have like your business yet. It's so easy to say yes to 
things that maybe don't benefit you or maybe you're doing for someone else. I mean, did you ever struggle with that when you were younger or do you feel like it's different just because you and Michael have known each other since you were so young? Oh my God. I was so, so bad the first seven years of blogging. I said yes to everything. And I do recommend that. I do recommend putting your ego aside and saying yes to every single thing at first. But then I hit a wall and it was like, okay, am I going to scale my business and take it to the next level and do what needs to be done to work on the skinny confidential? Or am I just going to constantly say yes to everyone else's to-do list? And I don't know. I had like, I had an epiphany where it was just like anything I do, it needs to be priorities. So now Mm -hmm. if I'm working, it's the priorities. It's not on little tiny things that aren't moving the needle. Um, but I was, I said yes to, I I think I responded to every single email anyone ever sent me and DM for the first seven years. And now like, it's just not possible if I want to scale the business, but I do still, and I know you do this too. I'm really, really engaged with my audience. So I'm always watching and listening. In fact, I feel like I spend a huge chunk of my day watching and listening not other creators, but my audience. Mm. So I'm constantly in the DMs. I'm constantly asking them questions. I'm engaging. I'm watching the Facebook group. Um, I would say like a big part of what I do is listening. I was going to ask you if you listen and watch the stuff in your Facebook group, because I'm actually in your Facebook group and it has been one of like my quarantine mood boosters, just like getting all like the juiciest tea and just all this stuff from the girls in your group. Like they do not hold back. They have the craziest dating stories I've ever heard, but they're such like an amazing and supportive community. They're like, girl, you don't need that. Like, come on, you have 200 comments here telling you what to do. And I just like live for it. Yeah. There it's amazing. It can get wild. And like, what my thing is, is I can't control 60,000 women. So (laughs) I can't like, I can't just like walking out onto the street. You can't control what everyone in LA is going to do. It's like not possible. So I, I tried it. I I hated this, that I had to implement rules because I'm not big on rules, but I had to implement some rules like, you know, no politics, no religion. And, um, you know, sometimes there's people that act out, but it keeps it interesting. (laughs) Yeah, no, it definitely keeps it interesting. I mean, I'm in the group and I'm just a fly on the wall. Just coming for entertainment. It's amazing. (laughs) Quick break to talk to you guys about Athena Club. Let's face it. Most women's razors don't cut it. We deserve better than having to choose between those overpriced brands or those skin scraping disposable razors. Everybody knows if you listen to this podcast that I was the one using the disgusting razors. Thankfully, I found Athena Club razor and it gives me the smoothest shave with zero irritation every time. Athena Club razor is expertly designed with the sharpest patented blades on the market. And every razor head comes with five American-made blades. You'll get the closest shave with maximum comfort no matter when or where you choose to shave. The blades are enhanced with shea butter and a water-activated serum for a soothing shave that helps prevent razor burn on even the most sensitive skin types. I have super sensitive skin and I love the Athena razor. It is sturdy. It is so well-made. It is absolutely incredible. I use their cloud shave foam and it is an extra treat just pampering my dry skin using that razor that's safe on my sensitive skin and I get the most glorious shave ever. There's nothing better than having smooth legs, you guys. I mean, it's it's truly, it's a self-care thing. It, it's not for Cameron, ladies. It's for me when I get in bed and I just get to rub-a-dub-dub all over my legs. But the best part of all is obviously the price point. The Athena Club razor is only $9, which includes two razor heads and a magnetic holder. The magnetic holder is the best one, by the way, in my opinion, on the market. And you can sign up for the replacement blades right away. I get my blades shipped regularly, so I never run out. It doesn't stop at incredible razors with Athena Club. They carry all self-care essentials you need from period care, body care, to wellness supplements. And every product is made from clean and sustainable ingredients. Stop using razors that under-deliver and switch to Athena Club. Sign up today and you'll get 15% off your first order. Just go to athenaclub.com and use promo code MOOD. That's A-T-H-E-N-A-C-L-U-B.com with promo code MOOD for 15% off. Back to the podcast. I was going to ask you too, like, you know, everything that I think of and just refer to you for is like productive and like your podcasts are something that just get me like so motivated and inspired. And I always like to think, I'm like, do we all just have something wrong with us where we don't know how to have hobbies and stuff because our hobbies have become our careers? Like, do you watch TV? Like, do you do anything that's like not work related? Like, I need, I need you to just be real with me for a second and make me feel better for watching Netflix. 
I watch TV. Absolutely. I, I, I definitely, definitely watch TV. Um, I watch Real Housewives. I watch Vanderpump Rules. I watch <laughs> Siesta Keys. I like look at those as things that are like an outlet, just a way to detach a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm the type of person that I am better instead of obsessing over something to step out of it and wrap my head around it. So like, I like to detach. If there's a problem, I don't react. I step back and detach from it so I can get an answer through detachment, if that makes sense. Yes. But I am always reading. I think reading is like, and, and not to do with work. I don't want to read about how to build a business. That's not what I'm reading. I right. like to read autobiographies, um, you know, all different kinds. I just read Zsa Gabor's auto, autobiography. It's so good. No, this is nothing political, like at all. Uh, but it was such a good book because it was interesting to see behind the curtain. Mm -hmm. Ivana Trump's book, not Ivanka, Ivana, oh. who used to be married to Donald Trump. She like spills the tea and she talks <laughs> about raising her kids. And that was, that was juicy and interesting. Um, and I just like to find autobiographies about, you know, interesting people and see, I sort of like look at how history has worked and how I can apply that history to my own life. So reading, I love walking. I love going to Pilates, but a good amount of my time, and you know, this like social media, you know, runs your life. You have to create the boundaries and you have to be able to create space for yourself to, sh to shut off. Um, I sometimes do blackout days where I'll take Saturday and Sunday and not do one thing. And I'm so revved up on Monday and the audience is so much more curious because I haven't posted for two days that it's honestly a good reset. Like you have, there's, there's people that I know that just post every single day and have never stopped all day long. It's like, you have to stop to like understand where you're going. I, I think there's nothing wrong with stopping and taking a breath of fresh air to like look around and strategize. Um, and I've gotten better at that as, as I've gotten older and as I've um, become more seasoned as a blogger. No, yeah, definitely. And you mentioned Pilates and I just went on your blog and did you launch a body app? I did. I, I, I had a body guide, which was like an ebook and we just launched the app today. It's everything and anything you need to know about hacks, tips, tricks. Um, it's, we have the expert who's my trainer and I'm sort of like a practitioner of someone that's talked to so many different people. And I just kind of compiled all my hacks and put it into an app. Oh my God. I'm so excited. So is it more like live workouts or is it more like a blog, like app? Can you communicate with other people? What can we expect? So it's basically like you go on there, it's bringing your entire gym to your house. You, you just like literally log onto the app, beginning intermediate expert, and you can work out with my trainer. It's, it's almost like getting access to the person that I've worked with who charges $150 an hour for $6 a month. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, yeah. it's like, it's like working out with her, but from your phone, she just knows her shit. And in, in that I included all, you know, my favorite workouts with her and my skinny hacks, tips, tricks, wellness, sex, um, just everything it, 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 it is in one spot, what it means to be well. We, we included all skinny recipes, like her spicy sriracha. We have like popcorn with nutritional yeast, like all these little modifications. Um, I'm using it cause I'm currently in the midst of losing 25 pounds, which has been so frustrating and so gnarly. <laughs> um, so, so I'm, I'm definitely going to be using the app like every day. Oh my God. I can't even, I think like one of my biggest fears is, I mean, thankfully we have people like you where we can watch you go through it first. Like selfishly, I'm like, okay, I need to know everything that Lauren does so that when I have a baby, at least I know a little bit more. But I mean, for me as someone that maybe isn't as good as asking for help or just not good at giving up control. I mean, the idea of juggling a business and having a child is terrifying to me. It, it is, but here's the thing. I would not give it any energy or even think about having a child until the time is ready to come. Like I didn't even think about being a mom ever. I just, it, it happened and it's the best thing ever. And I absolutely love it. But I think if you obsess over it and think of all these expectations that you have and then it, then it happens, it's not as fun. Like if you just like, just say it's going to happen when it happens and when it happens, I, I'm hoping it'll be great and go into it like that. You can't, it's like, 
It's like if someone told you before you launched your YouTube and business how it was going to be. Like you don't, you don't know how it's going to be until you're in the day to day of it. Right. I was very, very non-maternal. Like I was not a maternal person and I just am absolutely obsessed with my daughter. She's like the sweetest, cutest. And I, I know every mother says that, but it really is true. Once you become a mom, it's, it's, it, it changes you. Oh my God. I mean, it's almost like the therapy quote I just needed to hear. You just said on my podcast now. So I'm going to replay that a million times whenever I need to listen You are going to be such a cool mom. Whenever you're a mom, you're going to be the coolest mom. Oh my God. Well, I need to know before I let you go. I don't know if we're allowed to talk about the book. Are we allowed to talk about the book? We're allowed to talk mm-hmm. about the book. Okay. So tell me what we can expect. I need to know. I know that I have some work to get done for you for this new book you have coming out. You kind of, you published a book already a couple years ago, right? So what's the difference between then and now and what can we expect? So the book I published um, about seven years ago was, was basically an extension of my blog with just more juice in it. It was like very lifestyle, a full 360 approach, beauty, health, and wellness. And this one will be way more niched. Um, it'll be in the beauty wellness space, but way more niche down. And I'm basically just going to go to all of the amazing people that I've interviewed on my platforms and extract the information. Like I told you earlier with Michael and (laughs) get the real details, like unsponsored, no ads, like just really unpack what all these amazing people I have access to know and share it with an audience. Um, I don't know why I decided to write a book in quarantine with a brand new baby. I mean, <laughs> like <laughs> literally slip my wrist. <laughs> Writing a book is like, you, I just don't even know why anyone would do it to themselves. It's, it's out of everything. It's just so gnarly, but, um, I'm excited for the outcome of it. It's worth it. It's like with anything, it's patience. It's working on it every day. It's looking at it from A to B and not A to Z because that'll overwhelm the fuck out of you. And I, like I said, I hope it'll be out next year and you're in it. I'm so excited. <laughs> We're going to pick your brain about your skincare routine. Oh my God. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for taking the time to come on. Where can everyone follow along for everything so we stay up to date on everything we need to know Skinny Confidential? You can find me on at the Skinny Confidential on Instagram and then our podcast is Skinny Confidential, him and her. And we did an episode with Lauren that I highly <laughs> recommend everyone listen to where we picked her brain about her insane YouTube career, which by the way, YouTube, YouTube actually might be harder than writing a book actually. <laughs> no, honestly. You, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you do YouTube. You, one day you got to like, YouTube is so gnarly. (laughs) It's literally, I, sometimes I just question my entire existence, but like, that's fine. We're fine. But if you ever need a crash course, your girl is here to serve.